rapid-fire questions. At what age do you want to retire? I don't think I ever want to retire. How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Approximately two minutes. I am notorious for coming to meetings in my gym outfits. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Pass. Fill in the blank. An upcoming marketing trend is blank. Continuous optimization. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened? With my husband in San Francisco. Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey. I'm gonna go with Whitney Wolf. The first movie that comes to your mind when I say the word ambition. In your past. When did you last cry and why? Probably yesterday and for a reason I don't remember. How do you relax? I love to go outside to relax. Anything that gets me on the water or in the mountains will do it for me. How do you pronounce G-I-F? Gif. No, I'm just kidding. Gif. What is the dumbest thing you've seen on social media? Pass. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Zero. I am a tea drinker. A habit of yours that you hate? Multitasking. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Also multitasking. <laughs> Your favorite TV show? Pass. It's long questions. Could you talk a little bit about Upstart's B2C and B2B ventures? So Upstart is a personal lending platform that uses AI to expand access to credit. And we're a unique business. We have a B2B side and a B2C side. On the B2B side, we work with financial institutions and lenders who are looking to expand their lending programs. And on the B2C side, we're trying to find consumers who need to borrow money and are looking for credit. Uh, and we're not a bank, so we play in between these two customers. And our business model is, is really interesting because our mission is really aligned with our success. We have a better product for consumers. They access better rates. They get access to more financial products. And our lenders ultimately are able to expand their programs. How can one go about having profitable and disciplined performance marketing in the upcoming decade? Yeah, I think there are really three things that people should think about as we think about growth in the next decade. One is making data-driven decisions. This is a classic and will continue to be a really important pillar of growth, but thinking about the numbers on a daily basis are really important and also being able to attribute growth to channels and not getting too emotional about the marketing spending that you're doing. That's, I think, very critical. Two is really staying nimble and being able to make changes. There are a lot of things that are changing in the marketing tech world, in society generally, how consumers are interfacing with products and ads. So you really need to be able to be flexible in what we do uh, and how we interact with, with those channels and with our customers. Um, and then three is really don't assume that you know your customers. It is really critical that you look at the data, again, to tell you who your customers are, do lots of testing, get in front of your customers, do focus groups to tell you who they are. I think one, one mistake that we often make is we assume we know who our customers are from who we want them to be or who we are as people on our team. And the reality is that there's a ton of diversity of thought and people you know, in the US and the world, whomever you're targeting. Uh, and it's really important to see that through their lens and see your product through their lens. How can one build an effective growth team for the post-pandemic economy? So I think one thing that's really interesting in the post-pandemic world is remote work and distributed workforces. And I think that's a great uh, a great thing to be able to build a growth team in a distributed workforce manner because you get access to tons of talent and an important aspect of diversity of thought on your team rather than being focused in one location. 
I think with that said, there is no replacement for the whiteboard and a good old brainstorming session, especially in marketing and growth. I think getting teams together in person is really critical. So I would highly suggest that you leverage the advantages you have from going remote, but also get the team together, put them in a room, put the laptops away, avoid the distraction, the multitasking, and really focus on the task at hand. Um, So that I think is really the biggest one. I think too, on thinking about uh, the talent that you are hiring, especially in a remote workforce, it is really important to hire decision makers and enable those decision makers. I think everything is changing so rapidly. There's tons of pivots and micro decisions, whether it's switching money in and out of channels, launching things, shutting them down, making strategic business decisions. There are you know, hundreds of decisions that might happen in a day across a team. And it's important that your team members are able to make those decisions so that you can move quickly and ultimately build growth. There's nothing worse than a team that is uh, slowing down because they're waiting for an approver and waiting for a Zoom meeting to be scheduled over the course of six weeks to make anything happen. So definitely focusing on hiring decision makers that is very critical to building a growth team. And then lastly is is building flexibility in your team. So, you know, I think the theme of the last two years is that things change and things change quickly. And we don't really know what we're up for in the next decade or so. And having team members that are here to build, are here to solve hard problems, are addicted to the idea of growth rather than a specific channel or a specific task, I think is really important in in building a well-rounded team that ultimately will succeed. How rapidly is tech going to change finance and marketing in the coming years? I mean, I think both of those industries, finance and marketing, have already been changed substantially and are evolving really quickly. I do think they're in two different places. I think marketing has already evolved quite a bit with access to data and new marketing tech platforms coming online all the time. We're certainly seeing more and more personalized experiences for customers, and I think that trend will continue. Five years from now, it's very likely that every person will experience a very personalized version of a site or product, and that will be very different from their friends that might have very similar interests because the detail were all quite different from one another. And I think we're starting to understand how to harness and access that in marketing. On the finance side, we are just catching up. I think AI and ML has had immense improvements in tons of different industries. When we think about medical science, we think about autonomous driving, uh, and now really applying both AI and ML to finance is really evolving the way we think about financial access and security uh, for consumers. And certainly at Upstart, we're using AI to expand access to credit by using it in our underwriting algorithms. And I think we'll see a lot more of that in the coming years. One question I get asked a lot is, what gets me up in the morning? And the answer really is opportunity. There is tons and tons of opportunity in fintech and financial inclusion that's super exciting. I mean, every morning I wake up and there's just more to do. Uh, And sometimes that can be daunting, but most days it is just exciting. We are making a huge difference in people's lives. Money is a critical ingredient when we think about everything we do, right? From housing to even getting jobs to buying car. It's all really going to school. It's all really based in in money. Uh, And it's really important that we expand access to money and to credit as ubiquitously as we possibly can. And that's what we're working on every day here. And that's what keeps me excited.